is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, hello, 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 ho. It's Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the final segment of today's episode, which is brought to you in podcast format. And, you know, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you cop us, subscribe to us. And you Uh, might be saying, well, what is the name? Well, the name is Steelers Blitz. And that is Blitz. The only way we know how to spell it, and that is with a Z. Yes, sir. It is that simple. Make sure, you know, wherever you get your podcast set, hit that subscribe button, man. Leave a little comment review so that way you can keep hearing us more freely, you know? Yeah, make us internet rich, you you know? know? All that good stuff, man. But (laughs) with that being said, man, where we had left off at, we were talking about this uh, ESPN mock draft, man, and, you know, who they had going to the Steelers for all seven rounds. Mm-hmm. Talked about the first three picks. Uh, was Zion Johnson was the guard that we took in the first round out of Boston College. Then from there uh, in the second round is Fedarian Mathis, interior D lineman from Bama. And then in the third oh, round that. went with Daniel Falele, the mountain of a right tackle out of Minnesota. He's a big boy. Yes, indeed. Yes, big, indeed. Big boy. But um, in the fourth round. Went with Tyquan Thornton, the speedy receiver out of Baylor. Um, for me, man, I like this pick a lot. We talk about we need uh we talk about us needing a take the top off a of defense type receiver. He is a guy that was productive at Baylor, but more importantly, the four two eight on laser that he ran at the forty mm-hmm. uh that he ran at the combine just separated himself and made himself a lot more money. So I can understand this pick being in the forefront. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um you and I have talked plenty about how you know it feels like the the one piece that could you know still unlock this offense and again with the caveat of the Steelers clearly at this point are not going out and getting Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or you know Deshaun Watson or any of those big name guys that were available or in the case of Aaron Rodgers rumored to be available at points this offseason quarterback aside We've talked about how the the one piece left that feels it could really unlock this offense would be a, a wide receiver that can take the top off of a defense. And Tyquan Thornton, he's not Chris Olave. He's not Jamison Williams. He's not Sky Moore. But he would be a nice player to 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 fit that bill. He would not, you know, be a guy I don't think that's going to come in and potentially compete for your number one wide receiver spot, maybe even prove to be a true number one wide receiver like some of those other guys that I just mentioned might have a chance to do. Uh, But fourth round, yeah, I can get down with Tyquan Thornton. You could certainly do worse there, and he he does fit that burner mold. While his all-around game isn't what a lot of these other guys are, uh, he would certainly fit that that take the top off a defense description. Yeah, no, without a doubt, man. And like I said, it's definitely a position of need. Now – in the sixth round, you know this is my favorite round because favorite all round. six rounders are no fifth round pick for the Steelers. Reminder: because we don't like everybody. fifth round picks. No, don't think we, you, people are just going to think we skipped over the nah, fifth round. Uh-uh, forget the fifth round. I ain't get drafted in the fifth round, so I, I don't think the draft starts till you get to the sixth round. Personally, okay. So you don't like the third round or the fourth nope, round? Nope, sure don't. Hated it. Okay, but in the sixth round, they have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Elias Brooks, off-ball linebacker from Penn State University. Now, for me, man, I do think at this stage of the draft, you're looking for depth. You're looking for special teams value. Special teams, yeah. And I do think that Elias could bring you that very similar um, pick in the sense of like a Buddy Johnson. I do think Buddy is a better athlete than him. But as a whole, I don't hate this pick. Um, and, I mean, let's be real. I mean, 
come from Penn State that is deemed linebacker you. So if you are getting a guy like him in the late round, hopefully he can give you a little bit more productivity on special teams. So I definitely like that as well, man. Who wants to walk with Elias? Uh-oh. That's WWE reference for you. Uh-oh. Where's, where's, G, where's G when I need him? Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. This would, this is you, you get to this point in the draft and you – or looking through that scope of special teams, you know who can come in and can contribute on special teams for us here, while also maybe you know working towards carving out a role. And Elias Brooks is fine there for me with this. I'm I'm never going to get hot takey or or oh I love it, oh I hate it, you know about uh, at this at this point in the draft once you get into the two hundreds because you know we do know Arthur Motes top two hundred. Talk right. about it. So Talk maybe, about it. Maybe that's the real, Talk about maybe it. that's the real line of demarcation. I say, don't 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 disrespect the top one hundred picks now. Top two hundred <laughs> picks. All right. All top 200 picks aren't created equally, okay? Ellis, who wants to walk with Ellis Brooks, linebacker, Penn State. I'd be I, I'd be fine with that. You know, like you mentioned, comes from a university that's pretty well known for producing that position. You know, hopefully he gives you special teams value year one, and maybe you find something, you know, more than that going forward. Nah, you're absolutely right right there. Now, the final two picks in the seventh round. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about right here. Seventh Randers only. Let's go. Two of them. Back to busy, okay? Myron Tagavaloa Amosa out of Notre Dame. Related to Tua? Actually, yes. This is cousin. Ah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? I love it already. I was like, okay, all right. Shout out, I shout mean, out. It, just some families get all the all the talent, don't and they? And all the cool names. And, and yeah, he's yeah, a, a edge rusher. We, we like that. We, we kids from this family. Come on football now. scholarship to Alabama. Y'all football scholarship to Notre Dame. Come I mean, on now. Jeez. But must be nice. Save some must water. Be real nice. Save some water for the rest of the fishes. And then to final, I mean, to finish up the uh, Steelers mock draft, they went with Kyler McMichael out of UNC, the uh, the corner as well, man. Um, for me, man. At this stage in the draft, you're taking flyers. You're you're looking for pedigree. You're looking for upside or anything yep, that maybe a little special team value still. Yeah. So obviously, when you think of Myron, you know you have pedigree, right? We said he is the younger cousin of Tua Tagovailoa, so that does matter. That does equate to pedigree. Um, played at Notre Dame, so a big school, big school. capable, and yep. he was a D lineman. Now, to me, I don't think he can transition to being a stand up three four guy. I think he's, he's more so a bump inside, oh, okay. hand in the gotcha, dirt, gotcha. You know, five technique. If he's in our defense, I personally think he's more of a true four three guy. Okay, but if he were to play in our scheme, he would have to bump into that five technique, maybe even put a little bit more weight on him and stuff like that. But that's kind of how I would view him. And uh, with Kyler. I mean, it's a corner, but he has good size. Six foot, 210. He's built more like a safety slash nickel than a outside corner, but that is where he played at UNC. So, in a sense, I do like that because he does have a little bit more coverage pros to him, but his size, he's built definitely like a safety. Yes. <laughs> That's what he looks like, man. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's funny. We haven't talked a ton about the corners in this class. Mm hmm. Or the guys available, or how it relates to the Steelers' needs. There, um, I think we were all, you know, pretty confident that they would bring back one of Akello or Joe Hayden, and they've done that. And I think, you know, with the addition of Levi Wallace as well, too. Corner has kind of gone to the back burner of our minds a little mm -hmm. bit. But you know what? That's still, I think, a sneaky priority for the Steelers. It's. Not there right now with strong safety and wide receiver and maybe, 
you know, some depth on the defensive line, another offensive lineman. We've talked about how it feels like you need to add another running back to that group as well, too. But corner's an interesting one. It, it it really is. You always need guys at that position. That feels like another one of those positions that, you know, kind of like wide receiver. You always want to be supplementing. Can never have enough of Can them. Can never have enough. Uh, Kyler McMichael, like you said, he is a different body than the guys that you typically see selected at that position. I wonder, though, like this is this is what I get back to. This is a sneaky for me. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers took a corner in the first round of pick 20. I could see it. Wouldn't be shocked I if they took one in the it. second round at pick 52 because we know the two big names, right? Stingley Jr. and Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Those two guys, I think you and I would both be surprised if either one was available at pick 20. Those those guys are going to be top 19 picks. But you're saying if they were? But what if they're the only two off the board at pick 20 and then mm-hmm. there's somebody else? Or what if those two go off the board early and then, you know, say say one of them goes top 10 and the other one, let's let's say 14th, right? We'll say 12th. What if there's between pick 12 and pick 52, there's only one or two more corners that come off the board then? And so all of a sudden in that second wave of corners in the second round of pick 52, you've pretty much got your choice of, of anybody who, you know, just doesn't have a day one grade. Right. That to me is something to keep an eye on. We also know, too, the Steelers have been much maligned for their ability or maybe the term I'm looking for is inability to, s- to select defensive backs. Of course you would go there. But you and I have discussed, too, how there hasn't been a ton of high pedigree picks there. Yet we, we could all sit here and we could debate Edmonds till we're blue in the face. So let's leave him out of it, right? Because Moats and I clearly, we don't think he's a superstar. We don't think he's an all-pro, but we think he's a pretty darn good safety. There's a lot of people out there who disagree. Artie Burns, we all know, is is kind of the, you know, the 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 crown jewel example of the Steelers. The Steelers don't know what they're doing when it comes to draft and defensive backs. But you take those two guys out of the equation, right? Edmonds, because again, I just don't think we're all going to be able to find common ground on Edmonds and Artie Burns, because we all know that that was a swing and the miss by swing and a miss by the Steelers. It's not like they've been swinging and missing. It's not like they've been taking a ton of first round guys at the corner position. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they've been spending a lot of second round or even you know top one hundred picks on that position. Yes, there have been a lot of misses. I ain't denying that. But the majority of those have come in the third round, like maybe a Justin Lane, in the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh rounds. And it's easy to look back and say, oh, well, look, over this 10-year stretch, the Steelers drafted eight corners, and, you know, only one or two of them were any good. That's that's about the percentage that you're going to hit at. That's where you're going to bat, right, when you're when you're selecting from from that position. It would be different to me if they had a bunch of first and second round misses. They do not. Justin Lane is a third round pick. I don't want to act like he was a sixth rounder either. But to me, eventually, it feels like the Steelers are going to have to use a a, a higher pedigree pick on some defensive backs. And they found the formula. They went out and they got Minka the way they did. They they got Joe Hayden. You know, they they traded for Akella Weatherspoon. They signed Steven Nelson. So they've done good business in that regard. But I still think eventually, one of these years in the draft, they're going to go back to the well and take a defensive back in the first or second round. I think there's a a sneakily low chance. Is that a word? Sneakily low chance? Bro, I was going to say, I don't know what word you just made up right there, man. It sounds real W-ish, but I'm allowing it because it's I know y'all got JT like, It's Dames, a big word man. like knee-jerk. Yep. Oh God. <laughs> there's a there's a sneaky chance I, I think the Steelers Steelers go corner in round one or round two this year. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that, man. And honestly, I would not hate it either. But um, 
that does wrap up this uh, Steelers mock draft that we were reacting to from ESPN. Um, once again, the picks, and this is how they did it. First round, Zion Johnson. Uh, Zion. Second round, went with Fedarian Mathis. Third round was Daniel Falele. In the fourth round, they went with Tyquan Thornton, the receiver out of Baylor. Sixth round was Elias Brooks, inside linebacker from Penn State. From, uh, in the seventh round, Myron Tagavaloa Amosa, the edge rusher out of Notre Dame. And then in the final pick of the seventh uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Kyler McMichael, the DB from UNC. So, I liked it, didn't hate it, but now can we have a little fun, please? Oh, partner! Because you I mean, know, we can always have fun. You, you know, you know, we 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 did talk about white man can't jump having his thirtieth year anniversary uh, just the other day. It was beautiful, man. Brought back all the nostalgia. Oh man, man, man! It is so pretty. Oh, it is so pretty, baby. It's like that sometimes, and you know, when you're outside playing basketball, you do have to account for the wind. It do you know, be like it, that it could go a quarter degree to the left. They might push it a quarter degree to the right, baby. But that is one of my all-time favorite movies, man. So, without further ado, I see the tweets coming in um, in terms of some of your guys' top five basketball movies of all time. But I figured we would share our top five basketball movies of all time yeah. as well. So, with that being said, Wes, I want you to start this out. You're going to start at number five, okay? okay. And you're going to work your way down I got you. to your number one. I and then you. after that, I will rebuttal with my five to one. Then after that, we will oh, react to, okay, okay. you know, the people. Well, first, I just want to tell the people. Uh-oh. You might listen to Arthur Motes. Uh-oh. But you're not hearing Arthur You better Motes. talk that talk. You better talk that talk today, man. So you want me to go five down to one straight? Th- like, we're not going to bounce back and forth. You man, want me to go man, straight man. through? Listen to me, man. I'm, no, I'm just double-checking. Che- I'm, I'm double-checking. I listen. You, I'm just double-checking my work. You listen by you hearing me, though. Oh, you hearing me, all right? You start at your five, you go down to your one. Number then four. I'm going to start at my five, and I'm going to go to my, my one. And then, then we're going to talk we're, about and it, and then we'll get to and the, then tweets. We'll get to the people. I got you. Come got on, you. baby. All right. I'm just, hey, I'm listen, I'm just making sure. I don't want to I don't want to, uh, I don't want to let my commander down, my fearless leader down on a day hey, like hey, this. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the car. I'm going to get, all right, all right. Well, hold on. I can't hold use on. that yeah, quote today. I can't use that quote today. Okay, okay. But y'all know what's going to happen when I come back. Let's go. Moats, you'd rather look good and lose. Well, because, see, sometimes when you win, you actually lose. But sometimes when you lose, you actually win. And sometimes you don't win or lose, you just tie. I can dunk, Sydney. But sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> I think this one, this, one's, this is going to start some debate today. So I see what you're doing here, all right? Uh, number five, like Mike. Mm, okay, okay. Shout out to little Bow Wow, you baby. You might laugh, but Let's if you go. were my age, Let's go. all right, like Mike was a staple, little Bow Wow was that dude. All the triangles on the wall. Let's get it, man. All the triangles on the wall. Everybody wanting a pair of baby blue Carolina Jordans. Mm-hmm. Beat up time, too. Like Mike, number five. Mm-hmm. Hey, you think you think Dirk Nowitzki can get a basketball for his niece? See, I, I don't know, man. We, we, is, is Morris Chestnut still the, the best point guard out? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here, man. You know? I love that. When I was a kid, I thought that was the best scene ever. Dirk being like, hey, man, can I get you to sign this for my niece? <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Number four on my list. Semi-pro. Oh, okay. Corn dogs, Mozi. Jackie, mom. Corn dogs. Flint, Michigan, Megaball. Flint, Mission, Megaball. I mean, come on. By the way, on the show on uh, Monday next week, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight a live bear. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. 
<laughs> Number three on my list, Coach Carter. Oh, oh yeah, that's a classic. Can't go wrong with Coach Carter. And actually, I think I told you this a couple months ago. When, you met Coach when, Carter. <laughs> Not when when, uh, <laughs> when it, it was after our daughter Olivia was born. You know, my wife was on maternity leave, and I had a couple weeks off here as well too. We were flipping through the channels one night, and I was like, "Oh, Coach Carter's getting ready to start. Nice." And Morgan, my wife, who is like a movie savant, by the way, mm-hmm. loves movies. She's seen everything. She goes, oh, you know, I don't think I've ever actually watched that, like, from start <gasps> to finish and seen it the whole way through. And I said, you what? Whew. Wow. So I went upstairs. I got the DVD because okay, I was like, you okay, know, we're okay. doing this right. All okay. right. Forget the TV version here. We're, we're doing this right. Uh, and so just a, a few months ago, uh, wifey and I actually watched through Coach Carter. It's a great movie. And Quite often, Motsi, when you're doing lists like this with sports movies, what separates the top couple from everything else mm-hmm. is quite often the acting. Oh, absolutely. And and with Samuel L. Jackson, there's and there's a, a lot of other really good characters in that. You know, a lot of the players um, in that movie who who went on to have very nice acting careers as well too. When they were just young guys at the time, uh, Channing Tatum, one of them, the uh, the guy whose name is escaping me right now, the one who quits the team and mm-hmm. then comes back, uh, his real name escaping me right now. But there's good acting in that movie. I, I love Coach Carter. Great movie. Number three for me. Number two, now, do as I say, not as I do, because the acting in this movie is terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. But I still love it. Space Jam. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first one, too, all right? And, and question, how is the acting terrible when it's Jordan on the court? What are we talking about uh, here, Jordan, man? Michael Jordan ain't the greatest actor, Chill right? out, man. Great it's basketball Michael player. Jordan out there, man. You, you know, got to stop actor. this. Hater. They should have just had him smoking stogies and chilling. Hater. Instead of trying to be buddies with bugs. Hater. And number one on my list, Arthur Motes. It's not only my favorite basketball movie of mm-hmm. all time, I, it's my favorite sports movie of all time. What you got? White Man Can't Jump. Let's get it. Let's get it. All righty. All righty. Now I need yours. Okay, so for me, man, pulling up at number five, I had to keep it real, real for the culture with this one. For all my OGs out there, they'll know what I'm talking about. Plenty of people going to be like, what you talking about here, folks? But number five on my list is Sunset Park, baby. Ooh. It is one of my all-time You're favorites. Going deep. Mr. Busy B out there. You're going Sunset deep. Sunset Park, what time is it? I said it's time to get live. It's time to represent Sunset Park. What time is it? That's my number five. At number four, I'm a Space Jam's guy as well. And I had to go with Space Jam, the OG one, because for me, I love those J's. That was one of my movies growing up that I was a part of, you know? That, that was my culture. You know, love Jordan, love Looney Tunes. So when mm-hmm. you combine them together, it was ultra classic. And this was one of the first times I ever cried getting a, a gift. What? So check it out. Full story. It was Christmas. My family gets, you know, the kids, me and the cousins, basketball jerseys. Nice. Love it. They got everybody Toon Squad jerseys. I was the only one to get a Monstar jersey. Uh, I love it even more. I broke down. I thought I was like... Just the worst jersey ever. Like, oh really? my god, could you get me the monsters? Well, like, I wanted to be that age. Yeah. yeah, you want to be on the Toon Squad. Yeah, when you're that yeah. Age. So, so it crushed me. It crushed me. Now I'm like, yo, that monster jersey was fire. But in the moment, I was like in tears. Like, oh my god, like I'm a bad guy. I gotta be the monsters. I want to be with Jordan. Everybody's got Lola and, and Bugs and Taz, and I gotta be this one. Yes. So and I gotta be Patrick Ewing. Absolutely, man. It, it just it crushed me. Crushed me. But Space Jam is number four on my list. At number three, 
above the rim ladies and gentlemen yes indeed another one of those super urban gritty just reminds me of the culture growing up man where you do feel like you know you got sports and you have you know the 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 distraction surrounding yourself nice way to put it and you have to find a way to overcome that by any means necessary man absolutely so that's why for me at number three i have above the rim at number two this was a tough tough one because i absolutely adore this movie has one of my favorite actors of all time and it has one of my favorite basketball players of all time in it as well and the shoes in there are top notch can I get a he guy game for, for, for 500, to, please? Has to he be. guy game. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Denzel Washington. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Man, I didn't even want to call Ray Allen Ray Allen. I called him Jesus Shuttlesworth yep. because of that movie, yep. baby. That's just what he did in that movie, that's man. A, it was that's awesome. A, that's a great one. And the he guy game 13s. Oh, my goodness. If you didn't have those, Lord have mercy. I feel sorry for you. Yes, indeed. But number one for me, no surprise here. It's one of my all-time favorite movies anyways. Not even sports, but just all-time, one of my all-time favorites. If we're talking my top five all-time mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. it's White Man Can't Jump. I yes, mean, sir. the storylines, the culture, the having to bond with somebody of the opposite race when it doesn't feel natural. I mean, just seeing that dynamic, understanding the struggle of having to go from having nothing to feeling like you're on top of the world, to losing it all, and then you win it, but then it's like, was it worth it in the end? I mean, the storyline, I just love, love, love that movie, man. So, And it's a, it's another example of, like, when you get a good sports movie with good actors, yes, it just takes yes. it to the next level. And replayability. That's a movie that mm-hmm. you can watch multiple times, and you're going to always get something new out of it. And it was actually funny to hear that the actors actually did have to learn how to play basketball. <laughs> right. Like, like I was looking at the behind the scenes. It was like, no, like they were doing trials. Woody like Harrison's it wasn't just like, about. Uh, it. Well, uh, no, and, and the thing was, they said Woody was actually the better hooper. Really? Yes, they said like they were ranking him one to three. They was like Woody was already at like a two and a half, three. Okay. They was like Wesley could handle the ball, but he couldn't shoot to save his life. And it was just like, it was like, okay, they had to do a training camp and beat out other actors right. hooping to get that opportunity. And then they That's had the funny. on-camera chemistry to go with it as well. But, yeah, it was cool to hear that context. Like, man, you never think about it. And they're like, right. when we shot it, we didn't want to be chopping scenes. We wanted to show those guys actually making shots sure, sure. to give it a little bit more uh, val- uh, validity to it. Right, just so, make it look smooth. Yeah, yeah, so it was definitely cool to hear that, that man. Cool. But, you know, I-, I like your list, though, man. Let, let me find I like, out, man. I like, your you L- like Mike is an honorable mention for me. I had Coach Carter as an honorable mention okay. as well. My honorable mentions were Hoosiers, He Got Game, Blue Chips. Oh, Blue Chip is good, too. Hoosiers I go yeah. back and forth on. Like, I know it's a classic, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy Chitwood, and you run the, the picket fence oh, and all yeah. that. But some of those classic movies, they just, like, the first time you watch them, it's cool, but yeah. the replay value to it, me. It kind of goes away. Yeah. Like, I know this one always makes people upset. Rudy's like that for football movies with me. He was all size, bro. <laughs> and the actor, I just couldn't get with it. I'm not going to lie. I get the feel-good story. I like the the, the music. Dun, 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 dun. Like, that part is cool, but I just, uh, it was one of those things. Like, I, it's certain movies, like, I just struggle to to tap in all the way when I just can't realistically say, like, oh, yeah, they're really playing right here. It's, Agreed. And it was my sport. If it was basketball, I think it's different. But it was football, so I'm like, See, that's how I, feel I with, know what this looks that's like. That's how I feel that's with a lot. That's not how it's supposed to look. That's how I feel with, like, with a lot of the hockey movies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're kind of gimmicky. Yes. Like, as much yes. as don't get me wrong, when I was a kid, I loved the Mighty Ducks. Now I look back on it, I'm like, 
man, let's let some kids out there try and run the flying V against Listen, me. I come cruising in there and I'll blow that whole thing up. I'll I was take watching the, the TV the show. I, I was. You remember the show, uh, The Game, with uh, Derwin Davis and all those dudes? Like uh, it was on BET, man. Um, okay. Tasha Mack and all these other people. Uh, Rick Fox used to be in it as okay. well. Okay. I liked it, but I would watch the acting when they were actually on Phil, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta stop this, bro. Y'all gotta just cut it out. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. They're doing all this goofy stuff in Mighty Ducks, and I'm like, I'd have stolen the yes. puck from you, and I'd have been down a breakaway yes, scoring on your goalie yes. in half a second. <laughs> oh, that was good. I like that. You want to get to some of the tweets yes, here? Yes, yes, man, because I do see some of the movie lists coming in, and we oh, got to yeah. react to those, man. But, yeah, yeah, let's see what the Twitter.com is talking about, well, man. Well, Steel City Champ says these basketball movie lists showing both of your true ages. Can, and can I, can I get Air Bud as an honorable mention, too? I, I don't know if anyone remembers Air Bud. You remember the little dog that could, like, How about Air Bud? Man, oh, Air I mean, Bud was nice, Don Juan says, uh, number five, hurricane season. Ooh. Okay, okay. I like that. I thought hurricane season was over. Number four, Coach Carter. Number three, blue chips. Number two, love and basketball. Mm. That's a good one we didn't talk about. I played for your heart. Number one. Double or nothing. He got gay. Oh, let's go. D have the Photoshop extraordinaire. Number five, semi-pro. Four, Space Jam. Three, Hoosiers. Two, blue chips. Number one. Oh, he might hear Jimmy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He or he might listen to Jimmy, but he, he ain't hearing he ain't Jimmy. Hearing him, no. He's he got white men, can't. Well, jump. because you know they say he would rather look good and lose than to look bad and win. Uh, you know this is how it goes. Me and him both. <laughs> Still Nation nine twenty. Blue chips is the best. Uh, then he got game. White man can't jump. Love and basketball. Semi pro. Yo, love and basketball is a dope movie. It is. I also, you know what I think part of that is too. You're not a lover. When you're younger and you're watching movies like that, you're like. I'm not. I'm not soft. I'm not. For me, I'm not in love. And I ain't gonna lie. For me, man, at the time I was dating a young lady who was a hooper, and that's all she wanted this to be. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. so I couldn't stand the movie actually, man. Oh, solely because, of, and every time like it comes on TV now, I have a hard time watching it because uh, I have that yeah. PTSD that pops up. Like, oh, that's gonna be us. Like, no, you go stay with Spalding, please. I'm not going. <laughs> Steel City Champs says, too, in, in kind of regards to, like, our, our acting and everything, that's why, you know, remember the Titans with Denzel is the best. I mm. completely agree. Yeah. Uh, Randy says here, number five, the sixth man. Oh, the Ooh. air up. Oh, my goodness. Come on, AK all the way. Let's get it. Four, Space Jam, three above the rim, two, he got game. Number one, white men can't jump. You know, six man is tough. Oh my god, six man's a good one. That, six that's, man is clean. I like it when people throw ones in there that we no, haven't that talked about that, that that we haven't uh, that we haven't stated yet. All right, let's see what some of these other tweets are hitting for here. Jason tweets us and says, "Not sure I uh, like the Daniel Falele pick. While he's a monster of a man, I fear his lack of bend and sluggishness. Sluggishness mm-hmm. maybe too big of a downside. No, certainly, you, you bring up good points, and that's why I said the the banner combination uh, or comparison. I think that he is built to be a road grading right tackle." Run the ball behind him. Pass blocking, yes, I do think that the bend and some of the speed rushers could hurt him. But we know how you, you know, work around that. Tight ends, chips, um, slide the protection. So you can get around it. But I do think, you know, him in terms of the run blocking element, that's where he was shined the most. And that's why, too, you know, with some of those concerns, that's why he's, you know, about a third round pick and yeah. not a first round pick. That's mm-hmm. what you're, you know, you're, you ain't getting a perfect prospect in that range. Um, but certainly an intriguing one there with Falele. Sensei tweets and says, so which team you guys have for the XFL now, Heinz Ward's team or Rod Woodson's team? Whoever you take, I'll take the opposite. Sound fair? Because I know you're a big Rod guy. There's two things at play here. You love Rod? 
Well, not. I mean, I, I I love both of these guys. But but Rod, you said is like the hold, guy. Hold, he is the guy. Hold yeah. on now. Uh huh. Two things at play. Number one, there's eight teams I think, right? And and two yes. of them are coached by former Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Becht is also a coach of one of these teams. Okay. Former New York Jets tight end, but more importantly than that, former WVU tight end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you know anything about me, you know which team I'd be putting my weight behind. All right, Hines, Rod, they're going to be just fine. They got all the Steeler Nation. Mm-hmm. I'm rocking with Anthony Becht and my Mountaineer brethren. Mm-hmm. But the second thing here is, I think I've stated this before mm-hmm. when we talk about some of these things, the, the AAF and some of these other yeah. things. I'm Magic Johnson when it comes to all this. Mm-hmm. When the games are on, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there. But either way, you're trying to be Switzerland right here. And all this diversion <laughs> is not changing from the fact that the simple question is, between Heinz Ward and Rod Woodson, which team are you taking? Okay? You can give us all this WU talk. You can give us all this I ain't going to be talk. Put they, your feet to the fire. Who are they? Co- well, uh, where are the uh, cities? Now, now you ask for too many details. You told me you ain't well, care about if, all like, that. one of them is coaching but, a team in, in, in Baltimore who or something? Cares? I ain't rooting for that Baltimore it, it, it's team. It's as simple as Heinz Ward versus Rod Woodson. Which team you taking? Stop stalling. Heinz Ward. All right, then. Traitor. You don't love Rod. All that ride talk was was rubbish and poppycock. Let me find out, man. A man said rubbish. <laughs> well, give me riding in for five hundred, baby. Let's roll. Second my, best DB of all time behind Prime. My man said rubbish. Steel Nation nine twenty wants to know if we believe uh, in the Leo, parallel universe. Leo Chanel <laughs> will uh, be available for the Steelers at round uh, two, pick fifty two. Um. I do think it's a possibility. Coin flip, I'd say. Yeah. That's about his range. Yeah, and it depends on what team is looking at him because we, like I said, he's limited in terms of the coverage stuff, but he's going to really thrive in terms of the run support and obviously the interior blitzing and stuff like and stuff like that. I agree. I agree. I think that's that's about his. I'd say it's about a coin flip. There's yeah. there's a fifty fifty chance. I'd say about that that he's selected in the forties, um, but certainly a chance that he'll be there. At 52. Oh, Wade Phillips is an XFL coach as dude, well, too. Dude, the, the, the list of XFL coaches are, uh, like, elite, bro. Now, it's top-notch, man. Wait a second. Terrell Buckley. Remember him? The, the corner, I think he played in Denver for a little while. Absolutely, man. They. It doesn't look like they announced what teams they were uh, Just coaching. the head coaches. Just the coaches. Now, wait a second. Come here. on, man. It's that simple, you baby. You tell me what team they're coaching? No, for, for somebody that doesn't care about the XFL, you're sure you're looking for a lot of information. Well, listen, if you want to uh, make me nah, pick a team. Uh-uh, uh-uh. For somebody that doesn't care, and the simple question was between this name and that name, who do you want? You're asking a lot of questions over here, man. Well, the X- let, let me find out. You, you, the you, XFL, you, you're a closet XFL supporter. The XFL is dead to me. You know why? Uh-huh, I'm looking uh-huh, here on their website uh-huh, right now at the bios uh-huh, of all these coaches. Uh-huh. Like for Bob Stoops, for uh-huh, example, right? Uh-huh. They, they they talk about all his ties to Oklahoma, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For my guy Anthony Beck, no mention of his Mountaineer ties. You know, he, so you he, know pro- and he submitted that. That's the funny thing. I mean, they talk about how he's a first-round pick for the New York Jets, you know, played for the Buccaneers as well. Maybe he isn't as prideful about said university as uh, uh, you, my friend. Well, his son huh. is playing quarterback at Iowa State right now. So, ah, so, so maybe, maybe he's more of a cyclone than anything not. else. You Although, know? I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. As long as, as long as he didn't let his kid go to that university in the Oakland district. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I cannot I, wait to the backyard, bro, baby, because we're going we to have a whole year's worth of somebody talking greasy or somebody feeling a little, you know, down in the dumps because I ain't going to let it go away now. That's However this well, no, plays out. I know out, how you are. I ain't going to let it go away. You know me. If WVU wins... 
Ice. You, give me, you give me my you give me my roses for a day or for a and week. And we're gonna move on. Forget about if it. If Pitt wins. Oh, you better believe you're gonna hate showing be, up to it, work. It'll be forty six weeks you, later you are and you'll going still to be giving hate me grief. Showing up to work. <laughs> Ain't that the way she goes? You know what? It's funny. Like I've got a lot of buddies. They do that. They they know that I am a big Manchester United fan. Yeah. So when Manchester United stinks, I hear from them all the time. All the time. But if Manchester United wins, hey man, we ain't got to talk about that, man. Hey, no, nah, man, on, nobody man. cares about soccer. Don't worry Come about on, that. what are you doing? Hey man, don't even care. Hey, let let y'all beat Pitt week one. Hey, man, it's a whole season. It's yeah, a whole season, on, what are you man. Doing? It's just one game. I mean, did, what are you did y'all go so to the natty? Y- y'all in the playoffs? All right. Oh, you gonna win the Big Twelve now? That, that, that's it. That's it. Okay, just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> but if we lose, that is the season. We might as well just pack it up and send it every in. single day. Take me home, <laughs> sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. oh be careful. You trying to get me to curse here? On Come radio. on, man. But anywho, anywho, as I look at the clock, it's telling me something. It's telling me that. <laughs> We don't work overtime, so it is definitely time to roll. So with that being said, I want to give a big-time shout-out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Then I also got to give love to my locker mate, Ah. Pittsburgh Steeler alum, WVU alum, Terrence Garvin, man, spending some time with us on today's show. We definitely appreciate the heck out of him. We also got to give a shout-out to the Power Grid and the Megawatts, man. The participation is always unmatched, and we greatly appreciate you guys for that. And then last but certainly not least, hmm. what about my good hair partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler? Bing bong. There we go. Ah, another fabulous Moats Host Wednesday, if I man, do say so myself. Man, we do what we can. But with that being said, man, we appreciate you. You already know where to find us. It is always on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stellars mm-hmm. Nation mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.